Machineries for Glass Tire. I am here in the Dallas Lakewood Whole Foods Bar. It's the best Whole Foods in Dallas. It's the best Whole Foods in Dallas. I'm here with artist extraordinaire Thor Johnson, who has a, a story to tell us. It's a, he's got an unlikely and yet very Texan kind of connection to Montgomery Ritchie. That's the right. uh, gentleman rancher, art collector of the J.A. Ranch and the Panhandle. And yes. he's, he's, got a, he's got a bit of a tale. He's got a story about uh, something that went down with J.A. Ritchie and his art collection. Yeah, so if you saw last week's top five on Glass Tire, you saw that the collection of Montgomery Ritchie uh, had a show up at the Amarillo Museum of Art. And when I was a teenager and young adult, my father was Monty Ritchie's estate planning lawyer. And so, you know, one thing leads to another. And is this uh, the 80s, the 90s? It was in the late 80s originally. Yeah, well, I was still in high school, so probably started around 1985 or something like that. I'm kind of guess. Uh, it's been a long time. So, you knew my, him. Yeah, we hung out. My, he actually became not just a client, but an actual friend of my dad's. And they, we were able to go stay at his ranch up near Amarillo, the JA Ranch. And also at his ranch in Colorado up near the Garden of the Gods, where he kept more of his modern stuff. So, in the process of estate planning lawyering for Monty, this, uh, my dad approached the Dallas Museum of Art as a way to basically save money on taxes and donate the collection to the DMA. And a couple of different things happened along the way, and it didn't quite work out for donating that collection to the DMA, and it wound up at this private gallery in Memphis. Right. But uh, along the way, you know, some interesting thing happened. So what happened? So what was the big thing that went down? Well, these, uh, how I heard it was international art thieves from, I think, Belgium, mostly, (laughs) decided to come commando raid Monty's ranch and steal the art that was there. <laughs> I'm sorry. So. <laughs> what? This is the first I'm really hearing this. Yeah. So, uh, and they, they. Do you know what year this was? Seems like it was like maybe 1988 or 89 or something like that. And it didn't make the paper? It made a very small, like one paragraph buried on the back page thing in the Amarillo newspaper and it just said that so and so and so and so got arrested at the airport but it never said why or anything like that so what happened? well so what I understand these guys had their own helicopter pilot but they, they rented a helicopter in the airport at Amarillo and then they flew it to Monty's Ranch, which is, you know, everybody knows this is like a really gigantic piece of property. It's like 400 square miles. You drive for like 20 miles on the guy's own land just to get to his house. 
once you're on it. It was nearly a million acres, I think. Yeah, it's gigantic. He used to own the Paladero Canyon. <laughs> and, and even after he sort of sold and gave that to the government, it was still gigantic. Piece of property. So, and one thing about it, this land was that it has historical marker where the house is. Besides, the house is really old, but the side of the house is also where uh, the uh, fortifications for Union soldiers who were fighting Native Americans after the Civil War. And so there's these sort of berms and, and what used to be trenches and, and bunker gun stuff that go down this hill uh, from the house. So, because of that, this helicopter, they couldn't just land right, right next to the house because the, the land's all uneven and weird. And I don't think they realize it's like fortifications, you know. So, they landed and, and apparently they just had Uzis or something, which aren't very accurate at a long range at all. And... Monty has like all these super hardcore old Texas cowboys that work there, like Tom Blassengame, with rifles. Is this daytime, nighttime? Yeah, during the day, and, and like, you know, this piece of property is huge. They can hear the helicopter coming from a really long way away. Nobody ever comes and flies a helicopter over there without permission, or, you know, like, and so like, they were like, what the hell's going on? And they were pretty much ready, like, waiting with guns you know when the helicopter landed and they, nobody got shot or anything and I think that the cowboys shot at the helicopter a couple times when they got out and they saw like okay they have guns they have you know Uzis or whatever so yeah we better start shooting at them or you know <laughs> and so they quickly got back in the helicopter and flew away and then were arrested at the airport in Amarillo Oh when they landed. And so they, because the thing was, is that like, Monty had what, in the late 80s, when it got appraised, it got appraised as being the third best collection of French Impressionist art in the world. And he had it in this house, and there was no alarm system on the house. Like really the only security that he had there at all was that you have to drive 20 miles on the guy's own land to get there, and Which there's a bunch of cowboys with guns. You know, substantial security. Yeah. Actually. So that, and then you know, Monty was real. He he wasn't uh, real public about his art collection. He didn't really want anybody to know that he had the third best French Impressionist collection in the world. How do you think these guys knew about it? Well, I, it must have been because he was already in negotiations with the DMA. Somehow it must have come out through there, is our, the guess, I think. Like, you don't never know who, you know, loose lips, loose lips sink ships. And it might have been somebody they didn't realize they were saying something that was putting them in danger. Or they but, were just in contact you know, with a lot of appraisers, and the yeah, appraisers were the ones who were... Something like that. Maybe. Yeah. We can speculate all day. Yeah. So, but somehow they found out about it and, and gave it a try, you know. Our dudes 
International Art Thieves is a real thing. This would make such an excellent movie. Scene. Yeah, it should. And it would be such a great, like, one of those kind of movies where it's like the comedy of errors thing, or like the super black comedy of errors, like that movie where they go to Vegas and try to have a bachelor party but kill the hooker by mistake or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> like <laughs> so that, uh, Glass Tire listeners, is a reason to get up to Amarillo. Uh, in the next week or so before the show comes down because it was something for, for Brandon, Zach, and I to be up there while it was there. The work has been borrowed back from the Dixon Museum in Memphis, Tennessee, which is where the collection ultimately ended up. And it's a bit of a homecoming for the collection. And um, we're lucky that the guys, the Belgian guys with the Uzis, didn't, uh, didn't get it. And all the cool cowboys with their rifles were just on, just on the scene. That's right. Go Texas. Go Texas. <laughs> Go see some art. <laughs> Go see some art. <laughs>